Welcome to the Dan and Kimberly podcast, where we talk about personal growth in an irreverent way. Okay. Uh, yep. <laughs> Number 10. <laughs> Wait, did, it, did anything change? I can never tell because you, 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 we're always recording before we start. Yeah, I just recorded the whole thing. So now I'm just, I'm just stuck in this thing of like, is that an intro? <laughs> that was the intro. I, I guess we're running. We're running. My name's Kimberly Joy. And I'm Dan Fay. We're going to talk about influence and things. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, because I think I have like baggage and issues around like command and control. Oh, uh, interesting. So, so it's kind of a rebellion. I'm like, no, man, you can walk among the people and, and be a positive light and a positive force and still like create cool stuff that aligns with what you're trying to do without needing to like conscript an army behind you. <laughs> you don't need followers. <laughs> or, or, like, or like lord something over someone, right? Or, oh. or use guilt or use anything else. It's like, no, like... People want to build cool stuff, don't they? People want to work in teams. People are collaborative and community-focused and all that stuff. Can't you just, like, point the nose of the ships, kind of, so you're all, like, in the general same direction and then just, like, go? And Mm so I've actually devoted a bunch of, like, the last 10 years specifically trying to figure that out because the business world wasn't really helping. The business world wasn't helping? Yeah, I think I came from a what bandwagon am I going to get on mentality when I was younger. And now I'm more like, I'm going this way. Is anybody else traveling the same direction? <laughs> it's very different. It's very different. It's slower to figure out what I'm doing because I don't just get to follow the party line anymore. Well, and it's a little bit like riskier, right? It, 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 uh, it does do that dance with fear. Yes. Uh, Into where, the resistance, right? Yeah, because <laughs> you're, you're out in front and, and not necessarily even as like, a person that's going to take the hit or is being really revolutionary or whatever. But often in the beginning, at least you can feel alone because, because you don't have a safety blanket of people who are like around you where you're like, I pay you. So now you're my shield and Mm -hmm. we're all, we're all walking this road together. Instead, you're just like, okay, let's like go this way. Or I'm going this way. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think that's actually some people's definition of leadership though. is like, I'm going this way. And then, you know, stop for a breather eventually and be like, Hey, who, who decided to hang out? Oh, cool. <laughs> people. That's cool. Did anybody Is keep any- up? Did anybody pass me? Is this still good? Is this still serving? Like, right. Yeah. In, instead of being like, Oh my goodness. Like, are, 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 am I, am I in the direction of the people? Like, mm. is there anyone here? Like that type of thing. And I think that's why it does fall into some people's definition of like what a quote unquote leader looks like. Right. Uh, that's not necessarily like an axiom I buy into these days as much because I'm putting a lot of attempt in the practice of like seeing where people are stepping up in their everyday lives, mm-hmm. um, which actually does tangent into like influence rather well because, because everyone's an influencer in like some way. It just depends how they're doing it. I agree. I also not, I'm not sure that I would even categorize what, what I, I don't see myself as being in front of anything. I feel like I'm just finding new shoulders to stand on and they don't necessarily line up in anybody else's uh, domino effect in life. I'm kind of going, Oh, and this is an amazing person to learn from. And then I'm jumping to something that might not be related. So I'm in the front of my own life. I don't feel like I'm in the front. Like I'm not leading. Does that make sense? 
There yes. are so many people ahead of me in every area that I ever yes, discover. Yes. I'm always like, oh, it's like this thing. And then I research it. <laughs> Other people found this thing too. It's so amazing. And then I can read it, their stuff. I think for the most part, that's a very healthy view. <laughs> uh, it gets tricky uh-huh. when you're, let's say, coaching or recording a podcast. Because you, will have pe- because you will have people that say, wow, you're the one that taught me this topic. Mm-hmm. We were the first for them. Which is, which always feels like misfitted. Because all my knowledge is a synthesis of other people I like and respect. Right. Uh, um, I don't know. That's an interesting, like we are some, we are popping the cherry for some people on some of these topics. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so that- kind of weird. It's a weird feeling, but uh, I don't think that's bad. We all learn the first from somewhere and then we just start comparing it and pattern recognizing somewhere else. So. Yeah. All I was trying to say is that makes you a standout person that is leading to some because it's, because they're, they're looking and being like, oh, look at all that synthesis I never thought to do. Oh, uh, that kind of gave me chills. I've never thought about it that way. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I, live Stop on air. I, I constant <laughs> crisis. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to but, think about that one a lot. But you're absolutely right. In their reality tunnel, we are the first at some things. <laughs> so the upside is, mm-hmm. like, um, is that I always try to... I'm always trying to get even with the people I respect. Get even? So, so I don't, um, like my, my greatest goal is to rehumanize people that I adore um, and that have taught me amazing things mm-hmm. uh, so, so that they lose some of that like idol status. And that's kind of just a Danism. That's just a thing. But I don't really like when people get trapped in my mind in such a way where they're like a definitive source of truth on a certain thing or something. Uh, yeah. Um, because, and not because I'm giving them too much credit and they're just human, yada, yada, whatever. It's just, I, I feel like I lose some of the picture because it, it, people start get, to get gloss on them. Yes. Uh, and like, I don't just want to see people as human because they actually are human and because it may or may not be unfair. I, I mainly want to see people as human because I get a better picture of like, like if I if I like them because they're living through a principle like radical honesty or something, it's helpful when I see where they failed with that, where they did well with that, how that affected their family, how that affected their community, how that's affected their self esteem. Instead of just being like, oh, they're so honest and truthful, that's amazing. It looks amazing. Wow, when they're on stage, it's so, or when they're recorded, it's like the best. Uh, because I'm not like learning as much as I could. Yeah, I leave that. I leave my critical thinking and creative brain space when I put people too high up on a pedestal. Mm, that makes sense. I just start going, <laughs> and then and then I wonder later what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So influence. Why did you want to talk about influence today? That, that was a great primary influence. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's because. Um, especially early on in my personal growth journey, but even now, um, it was like the most important thing to me. Uh, along the lines, uh, finding a way to have impact. And that came from a place of diminished self-worth, most likely, which was like, do I add value? Right. Somebody tell me I add value. Right. And so, so I was trying to figure out, like, what does that look like? And so I read a bunch of people's different perspective, and there's some stuff that comes out of business, and there's some stuff that comes out of, like, 
different arenas, like discipleship and religion, um, around the idea of how you have an influence and add value and impact people. Um, and the thing I specifically brought up to you when we were going to do this was like, you're really one of my favorite books ever. Textbook <laughs> Go-Giver. Uh-huh. I read it. Even though, even though because I like it so much, I probably feel like I'll never like do it credit. And also, I know lots of people that like have middling views to it. Uh, so it's like, it's tough. It's tough loving a thing. Um, because it's actually one of those things that's really nice and good for me because it, it puts me in a position where um, it's so easy to see um, what people value and what's different for the people, which, which actually falls directly in my stance on how you walk along with people and, and add value. Um, it's instead of being like, this is my favorite book. You're so stupid. Cause it's not your favorite book. And, <laughs> like, why didn't you get such a rise out of it? Like I did or whatever mm-hmm. to anyone. Instead, it's just like, Hey, let's ask questions and have a conversation. And let's, 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 uh, let's co-create something out of this. Cause like the book, the book doesn't matter. Like not really. Like, like my, my, right. And so, uh, so that's kind of why I want to talk about it. Uh, subconsciously, it was probably because eventually I did want to talk about the Go-Giver because I just adored the book to death. Uh-huh. Um, but ultimately because it does tie into a lot of why people make it into personal growth in the first place, which is that, you know, they have a certain job or position or certain difficulties and having a little bit of like influence and or command and control may be like useful. Um, and it may also be biting them and it may also be like turning slightly toxic and like all the fun things. Like it's, it's interesting when you're trying to figure out how influence works originally, Mm -hmm. Uh, because it feels like you should ultimately be leaning into having power over others. Um, but that never sat. So this is a personal thing, but that never sat really well with me ever. I think I avoid conflict like plague. uh, so, so there was a lot of like uh, being like, I don't want to control other people. I just want them to be free. Be free. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like controlling other people at all. And yet, like an absolute not controlling people stance is also an abandonment of like influence. Right. And I know because that it, sometimes I like to control people because you know, like my kids or my husband, because I'll feel better if they do this thing. <laughs> But like, if I'm directly, like, if it's a black and white, do I want people to just do what I say? And I'm like, no, not really. Like, that was even hard for, the, for me in the military. Like, just tell people what to do. That's kind of boring. <laughs> Shouldn't they want to do it on their own? Shouldn't, like, if I'm being a good leader, why would I have to tell them to do the thing? Wouldn't they just naturally do it? Which is not exactly sound logic, but that was my youthful, um, possibly <laughs> naive opinion at the time. Well, and there's like part of that, because that makes sense. And it gets tricky because I had a friend who used to work with me in development, and he did have a military background. Uh, and we had conversations around it because the, the civilian world is very different than the military for that specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're out there and the next five seconds matter because someone may die then there is value in people throwing away some of their free will reflexes to, to like buy into command and control so that if they're like panicking, um, they have a release valve. Like they have a vector of action that will be crisp 
Mm-hmm. Uh, life or death matters like that. Now, the thing is, like, the modern business world, the modern family dynamic, the modern whatever, the modern running a painting class is not life or death and does not require a five-second decision. Right. And because most often, ideally, you'd want to build, like, a cohesive community that genuinely cares about the goals and values it's founded around, regardless of what you're doing, mm-hmm. then, then you would want... It's not even... And this goes back to, I guess, like a general stance of me being like, you, n- n- everything isn't for everyone and you don't need to get everyone to do everything. So like if you're building a community around a thing and then you're feeling like you need to enforce some like command and control power, you need to like, not, like force them or impel them to do a thing because it's the right thing to do or because it upholds the vision and you're getting like tons of resistance from it, then they may not be the right people to help you like hold that vision. Right. Um, like the, the better path for me and why I love this book um, is that a whole lot of the stance is around figuring out where people are at and then drawing like a direction or resolution out of them that they, that they either wanted to do, but were too scared or they didn't know they even wanted but without the need for like manipulation or like, do I have them going in my direction? Good. Instead, it's like, which direction are you going? Because I would always love to, like, if I had 100 people in front of me, my ideal thing wouldn't be that I convinced the 100 people to walk the way that I was walking. My, and this goes back to why I love the book, because we were talking about it earlier about like, I find it hard to put my finger on what I like about something like The Go Giver. Um, and it's because I think I've romanticized the idea of the connector. So my ideal role in life is there are a hundred people in front of me and I don't care if they're walking my direction. I'm kind of like you. It's like, I'm just going my way. It's like, I have a pretty good idea where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, interesting. There's 13 people here that are basically going in the same direction, but don't know it. I wonder if I can get them all aligned and walking together because they'd be more powerful that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's 25 people that are really interested in this and never thought they could build a thing. But with this skill set, maybe they could like make that happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess I've always thought that um, there's something a lot more wonderful about seeing people like pursue their potential in a, in a direction and with a meaning that is, is inherently important to them. Yeah. Instead of, instead of like a loud signaling my importance at them. Right. My way's better. Don't you want to come? Yeah. Uh, I really love giving people tools. Oh, you're going that way. Uh, that's not the way I'm going but I do have this amazing thing that might help you. And can you send me an email when you do that thing? Cause I'd love to see it, but that's not the direction I'm going. <laughs> and that's one of the powerful things about it is like, mm-hmm. they don't disappear necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like they can go in a direction and then like collect some more interesting, cool stuff for you mm-hmm. or maybe bring you back a tool. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't need everyone like in a militia. Yeah. Which, interestingly enough, kind of makes you all going in the same direction. When you're collecting tools for each other, and you're swapping, and you're sharing, it's just like uh, expanding potential is the direction. Right. Like stated on the goal sometimes, like, I'm building this right here on the map. Do you see it? And really, we all kind of are going the same direction in a weird sort of way. I think groups that, like, support and connect each other to, like you said, like, realize potential mm-hmm. in that way uh, 
are a lot more interesting to build and nurture, mm-hmm. um, especially because you do have the opportunity. So one of the most painful things to me is to uh, find amazing people and then kind of have them disappear out of my sphere of learning. I know. Uh, I just feel like I collect people like some sort of hobby. <laughs> like you're amazing. Can I know you? You're so fantastic. <gasps> yeah, we're not going the same direction, but will you keep in touch with me? And then I'm not real great at keeping in touch, but yeah, I know what you mean when they fade out. It always yeah. a loss. It's, and it makes me wonder if, because this, this all ties into influence. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm Moran meandering around a little bit right now. Uh, but the reason is that influence to me is like uh, a core concept. This is why we're still like the early episodes of the podcast. Influence to me feels like one of the, the core resolutions of working on yourself and getting a better idea of like who you are and where you're going and getting yourself equipped Mm-hmm. And finding finding a vision and finding some goals that matter and all that stuff um, is that that webbing does start to exist. The cool people do start to show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my ideal type of communities are not people that are all trying to uh, like, I guess there's value, but like I've never really bought into, you know, tech conventions or boat owner conventions or like people that are all like football coaches or whatever, like, cause like, cause I guess there is some cross pollination of like good ideas and stuff. Um, but what is so much more like attractive to me is like groups of people that are out learning and growing and applying, uh, and are much more focused on like potential and, and just like crafting themselves to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, because what you end up with is cause the main part to me is like, people will go somewhere really cool. Like, like they'll, um, like an example for me. So like neither here nor there, dear listener, but like, I'm an atheist. And when people like go and find their faith, sometimes I lose contact. Um, and I would rather not, I would rather like have them come back and be like, yo, I went to this thing and it's really good. I put these habits in my life and like it did this and that turned this. And that to me is like priceless. Mm -hmm. Um, but it seems like divisions in life are, are really easy to make just on like random choices. Like you make a really good friend at work or you make a really good, whatever. And then all of a sudden like context changes and they just go. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that's why I feel that there's, there's a lot of value in instead trying to look at like an intrinsic common ground. Um, And I think one of the best ways to be fruitful and be like a good, um, like a good part of that is to operate in the capacity of like drawing things out of people um, instead of, because in those situations, you can't really force them down any particular line. Like there's no point in um, kind of setting a road or setting a bunch of expectations. Like if you do this and you do this, then you're respectable or you're, you know, you'll be my friend or we can hang out. Oh, Um, (laughs) right. And, and instead, it's just like trying to figure out what they actually want. Right. And being a good like companion in that space. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, letting go of the illusion that you can control anybody is really good. I think what I'm hearing from you is that the common ground is basically the infinite learning space. It's like that is the tribe that you're attracting. 
wanting to attract, wanting to influence, wanting to be influenced by, even if the, the goal isn't the same, not, nobody's controlling each other. Yeah. Traveling and learning and going, hey, isn't life amazing? Well, and my hope would be, I guess the naive part of this, because everyone out there, all, all my mom and everyone else, uh, <laughs> is yeah. like, I haven't really put it together and found it in some way that I can speak from it. Like, not really. What do you like, mean? I found bits and pieces and I found some cool people. Um, but the overall feeling that, like, what I'm talking about here is the way I live hasn't quite crystallized yet. Like, I'm still practicing, like, parts of it, like, finding cool people and keeping a hold of them or, like, finding cool people and um, actually utilizing some of that talent and potential, like us doing this. Mm-hmm. Is like, well, I've known you for like a year and a half or so, like before this. And then it was like, okay, let's actually like do, do something with this like moment in time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so trying to like capture a whole lot more of that because. So my, my naive thinking is that that undercurrent of infinite learning um, transcends all the other maps and models that we may or may not use to like group and separate each other. Um, so like, it wouldn't be so much that like, well, you know, Dan's an INTP. So of course he wants to, you know, search for knowledge and yada, yada, whatever, and or whatever, yada, yada. And it's like, I don't think learning is related to any of that. Like, like everyone, everyone has the core passion of learning. Um, it just gets obfuscated because we're like, oh, well, they're learning boring things or they're learning stupid things or it's like, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. he- humans by their nature are on an infinite journey of learning. And so if you could normalize that so that it wasn't really an us versus them thing and instead it was like, let's swap and share tools and experiences, um, I think you get like really fruitful communities. Um, that aren't as like diversive and people have a chance to pivot. So that's, that's my other point about like power and control type influence versus um, just trying to draw potential is like, if someone decides they no longer want to be a boat owner or play tennis uh-huh. or whatever, then everyone's like, that's awesome. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, how did you, how did you come to that decision? That must've been really tough. Like what was the pivoting point where, and where are you heading now? Right. Instead of just being like, oh, well, you're not part of the boat owner association anymore. So we're not going to talk about all the cool upcoming boat shipments. Like, and, and that always, that bugs me. Cause, cause I think that's, that's a, that's a discredit to the interconnectedness of how people are and how fascinating I find each and every person's. Um, just like, oh no, we no longer share this like thing. So now all of a sudden you have no value to add to me is like anti my entire stance on life. (laughs) We don't align anymore. So walk away, leave the boat convention. Yeah. uh, I think that happens a lot. A lot of my friends are now atheists or agnostics or, you know, some sort of, and they used to be really strong believers in a religion. And it seems to happen a lot where, you lose your tribe now that we don't believe the same thing. And I, I do think it's a loss. There are still people in the church that I don't frequently communicate with, but I still admire them and touch base with them. And, mm. and I would be 
I would be bummed if they decided because I'm no longer in a church per se and following the rules that I wasn't worthy of communication. I think too much agreement is bad for us. <laughs> well, too much agreement is probably stagnating in some way. I mean, okay, so this goes back to Kimberly. Good job. <laughs> um, was it first, second episode you're talking about reality tunnels? It's in there somewhere. One, two, three, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, the, the, the normal thing you would do, I guess, is like you reinforce your reality tunnel. Mm hmm. Uh, so echo you, chamber. you just create yeah. an echo chamber. So your opinions aren't ever, ever, uh, challenged. People do that with Facebook. It blows my mind how much their, their feed can reflect their opinions. And it just like reinforces like those other yeah. people on the other side of the fence are so stupid. Can't they see what's on Facebook? <laughs> what they're talking about, their feeds are completely different, showing the other side of the view and the other news stories and the other everything. Like, they can't even see it. They build a tunnel. Well, people, okay, so in my family specifically, but calling no names. Um, <laughs> my family, those people. <laughs> uh, people are actually much more, even better at that than the way you put it. Because I'll get, like, my family that you can tell that people have, like, a certain, uh, like, scope of bias within their feed, just at a hunch. Mm -hmm. but, but they still have other members of the family that have, like, the opposite. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that was air quotes, listeners. You can't actually see that. I, I keep forgetting that I'm not on television. That's <laughs> fine. Air quotes. Air quotes. Um, and, and then they just, like, rip each other apart, right? Because... Mm -hmm. uh, because not only do you get the positive feedback of like the reinforced views that are already there. So you can like look at the article above and there are a couple below and you know, you're right. And then the one in the middle is stupid. So then you also like get your blood pumping and you get to like engage in a little bit of fight or flight, like aggression. Uh, and, and it just like solidifies your point more. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's like fine. I think everyone does it. I certainly do it still, still. Right. Uh, and, and I guess that's why this is even more of an appeal for me, is that, like, in a better quality version of my life, I would continue to be more and more open-minded, learning deeply from as many people as I can, and building communities that are like... Okay, so we're in the modern era, so I was going to use the word inclusive, except, except I, I don't mean it that way. I mean, like, build communities in such a way where you're not doing it out of a need to be inclusive, you just gather who can be gathered. Like it's an even more neutral stance. Like you're not trying to be less biased. Mm -hmm. You just take exactly what you get. Like you, you could even get like whoever was drawn to it because they were apparently drawn to it for a reason. And it's not like, Oh, well the, the amount of people I drew are surprisingly male. We need to get more females. In this community. <laughs> if we need to be more inclusive. Like that's, that's not, that's legitimately not even my stance. Like my stance would be like, you are projecting something in your life right now that has a certain like attractiveness to others. You are already influencing. You, you already have people who, who do look up or over to you to see what you're doing. Maybe at work, maybe in your family, all over. And it's more engaging with them at a level of like respect and understanding so that you can actually like start building something like deep and meaningful and connected. Uh, and, and so that was my battle. This is all part of my intro. And so that was my battle with like figuring out what influence means because I don't, I, 
I didn't believe I could have like a deep, meaningful like relationship or be part of a community and have people that were like, uh, in some way there because they felt they had to be. What do you mean had to be like, they were members of your family or members of your, like they, had so to I, they were part of your tribe. The, the, um, family is a really good example because everyone feels like usually they have to be in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think that's why like I have a tenuous relationship with my family, uh, because I mainly just like took the cool people that were resident out of it. And then I've been like nurturing those relationships instead of being like, it's a favorite reunion. You need to go talk to those people that are boring. And I'm like, I don't. Yes. <laughs> those uh, <are> boring. <laughs> and so it's to me, let me put that a different way. So had to meaning they've known you for years or there's some advantage of the two of you being around each other. And so you just like keep um, up appearances. Whereas I would rather have like um, organic groups of people that are around each other because at the moment, like it's creating this like real sweet spot of everyone learning and growing together. Mm -hmm. Um, And if at some point that means that the chapter on that ends, then it does. Um, instead of being some organization where like, oh, well, I've been here for five years. So like if I, if I left this association of programmers in Edmonton, like I'd be ostracized or I wouldn't be able to keep up with the whatever. And instead just have more of a thing of like, no, people are together for a reason. And if they decide to like turn and go somewhere else, that's like part of it. That's, that's part of the motion of people like gathering to do something. And it's been, it's been tough because it hasn't, it's easier to embed yourself, this goes back to last episode, but like it's easier to embed yourself in a system that has um, a really rigid structure where people can slot in. <laughs> you get it? Because there's some type of stability and there's a built-in community there. Uh, and it's more challenging to uh, take the risk on, because, you know, I've had a lot of thoughts like this, but it's like, I don't know if there's anyone out there who wants to talk to me. <laughs> or, like, or like cares about the stuff that I care about. Right? Uh-huh. And so it is different than just being like, if you, if you share a profession or if you share a body of faith or, or whatever, mm-hmm. you can just show up. Right. And, and, and like your, your family now, it's the same as if you show up to the family reunion. Like if I don't go to any family reunion and five years ago, I go to family reunion, I'm still like a fae. Um, and so there's a, there's a balancing act there for me. And it, it has all come down to figuring out if, if I wanted to be someone that, um, either fell in line or influenced others to fall in line just because I wanted people around me or if I was comfortable going my own path and then just being like the, the value and the light that I want to add, which ends up being the choice that I made, right? Right, right. Yeah, I applied to try, I applied. I tried to play the game many times. Like I'll, I'll join this group. Okay, that's the church. I'm going to be a missionary. It'll be amazing. Right. That's, you know, what women do when they want to be amazing in the church is you can't be a pastor, so you have to go to some country that might kill you. And then you're amazing. And then I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I joined the military. Let's do all the amazing things. And I'm like, I kind of don't like being a tin can on a shelf used for whatever. Tons of respect for the military still. 
And I don't regret doing either of those things, but I wasn't asking myself hard questions. I wasn't having those conversations and deciding like individual decisions. I was just like, okay, we'll do this. And then I did that with um, family when I got married. I'll just do all the things that my in-laws do and I'll show up and I'll do, you know. And so now it, it was hard. It was, um, it was uh, a difficult decision to realize that I can be a part of all of those things if I wanted to without doing all the things. Like I could give myself part of myself to each of those causes if I chose to without just showing up and not having the hard conversations. And that's actually one of the reasons I, I squint at marriage now, super controversial topic, but a lot of people get married and they, well, they, they skip those conversations. Well, he's, I'm just going to marry him and he's going to do the things and I'm going to do the things. And you never talk about what the things are because those are going to be totally different things in your brain. And so I think everybody kind of choosing a path allows us to have these really informative conversations where we're deeply invested, not only in the other people that we're influencing, but also in ourselves. Like, who are the people I'm going to allow to influence me and why? Like, what is it that I get from this relationship that makes me better? What am I giving in this relationship? Like, it's um, almost like a chemical reaction that makes both better than, than individually. And it can be a myriad of people. And I think that mosaic, I think it's one of the things that's the best about the internet in my life right now is I know people all over the world right? and I get to talk to them and they're so different and they come from different cultures and different backgrounds. And I get to learn so much about humanity through those people. They influence me and broaden my mind without even intending to just being themselves. And, um, it's really been fascinating to watch my blinders slowly come off. I'm sure I have them on all over the place, but just to be able to see more and go, Oh, this is a, this is fun. It makes being alive a lot more fun for me to have all those weird connections with people (laughs) that do things I would never dream of doing. And I get to kind of experience it through them. And yeah, it's fun. I think it it makes life totally wonderful. Yeah. You, you do get a lot of that random exposure. I especially like it when it like shakes me up and then like wakes me up a bit where I'm just like, that seems like a bad decision or really stressful or definitely something I wouldn't do. And, but then I always, I don't know, I'm a fairly introspective dude. So that I'm usually like, interesting. What does that mean? That I like, I try to like figure out why a person would do that and, and what's up. And all of a sudden that that's actually, um, when I learned what it meant to be compassionate above and beyond the definition um, that ended up being those type of experiences ended up being like, what fuels that for me? Mm-hmm. The ability to originally be shaken and then step back and like embrace in such a way where I'm just like, Oh, that's part of the human experience too. That's wild. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden I feel like I got broader, like, like my, my net of where I just can naturally um, accept and hold space for people just like just to grow. It's just a little bit like, cause regardless of how cool people think they are for holding space, like people can blindside you. It's like a legitimate thing uh, because you do hold some things for granted. That'll just like work um, or some expectations. Uh, and so it, it like give more and more room and it's been really nice. And I like, those are one of the things in my life that I kind of savor and I'm grateful for the most. Mm-hmm. 
people are just like being human and doing their thing, especially when they have like a completely different worldview or a completely different stance or they're from somewhere. So totally different. Yeah, it shakes the hold that my brain has on its reality tunnel. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at them and I'm going, they're really smart. And I really like them. And we agree on a lot of things, but this one, we really don't. Knowing that from where they're sitting, what they're thinking, what they're doing, what they're perceiving is 100% true for them. And they're making the best decisions they can with those tools. And then being able to reverse engineer this enough that I can go, yeah, of course, that's the decision they would make. It's not the one I would make with my tools, but being able to actually almost argue for their position in my mind. To the point where I can almost see, not always, but like, oh, yeah, that's, of course, that's the emergent. Of course. Right. Of course. Instead of like, those people are weird. Those people are wrong. Because I was very judgmental as a young person. Like, very um, steeped in capital T truth. And I know the right way because, boy, wasn't I lucky to be born in the United States as a white person in a Christian community. <laughs> like, really? So... I, I first started struggling with that piece of influence in my life because I was like, how did I get so lucky to have been given all the right things? <laughs> so funny in reverse. It's like, what? But um, yeah, accepting the global community more and more. The influence that everybody is having over each other now that our lives are so more entwined. And there's still that um, the gloss that we're putting on it with Facebook and Let's all pretend. Let me rent a Ferrari for the day. So everybody thinks that I'm rich and you buy coaching for me. Um, So there's still that. But even squinting at that and going, that makes sense to them. That's fascinating. And then choosing if I want to be influenced by that. Do I want that in my life? Is Is that the vision I'm going toward? In some ways, I think we're at a huge advantage in being so saturated in like, the business acumen and and like um, capitalism of the West, uh, because I can I actually the, the reflex for me has got like easier and easier to look at stuff like that the whole um, like posturing with the renting of whatever mm-hmm. and just like what an amazing business tactic it's <laughs> pretty rad but it but it's only because like. I'm so disillusioned now, but by like the dance of modern business and advertising um, that most of it is like this wonderful parody that snaps me out of the illusion um, <laughs> in a way that I can really like empathize. Like it, it goes to a little bit that well of like, they sat in a room and they thought like hard mm-hmm. about, about if this was going to like pivot the people in their direction or not. Like for all I know, the company's closing next month if they don't double their numbers or something. Right. Um, it's an interesting, almost mating dance you can watch. Like just like going on the nature channel and watching a little spider shaking its butt to try to yeah. attract the females, right? It's really interesting to watch humans do this mating dance. And, you, and you're right, you can't really see it with them, with business. I'm going to try this thing. I'm going to, what if I wave my arm now? Will they come now? I'm just trying to attract it is really fun to see. So, it, it, so pulling the curtain a tiny bit, it, it's kind of fun that we're we're also stepping our foot into different stuff. Just mm-hmm. like Jeff, because I have like limited stakes except my self image in this podcast currently. <laughs> so, so, so it's it's more like an attempt to learn how to uh, create value on a potentially like wide stage, not wide because we have tons of people listening, but wide because this is literally recorded. 
and could be listened by either one person or a million people really easily because the internet's mm-hmm. weird. The internet is uh, weird. And so it's, it's, uh, I've been enjoying the whole thing. I've been enjoying you sending messages being like, Dan, I want to make a Facebook page. <laughs> and then I'm like, do it. Let's go. Um, because I, I think my heart's rel- relatively like in the right place with it, mm-hmm. which is how does this work? And, and how, how do you create reach? How do you create reach without being like slimy? Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you have a, a landing place? How do you create visibility without like the desperation that comes from the need of visibility? Right. Well, I think it goes back to your control thing. Some of it's control. And you and I, because we are both kind of anti-control, we're like, nah, we'll just show up and we'll talk and we'll put it out there. And if somebody's going the same direction, maybe they'll like it. Who knows? Let's see what happens. Right. It's very um, loose. And so it's... Yeah, it makes me... Because I have no definitive proof. So I can imagine people scoffing at the idea of like loosely coupled groups and like lack of direction. Uh, And I have like no definitive proof that it creates like this really healthy nurturing stuff. Um, All all I know is like in the few times that I've really like leaned in and and applied such things, um, I felt I have felt like the most healthy of my life. Um, because I don't necessarily think I, I was built to like to rope people and to, <laughs> to like usher them in a direction and whip them and put a carrot in front of them and do the whole thing. Like there's part of it that really, um, really bugs me. Um, and so being able to hold all of that a whole lot looser um, and instead kind of just a great embrace where things are uh, has been like a huge boon. Mm-hmm. I think we're just more linked than we necessarily want to see. Yeah. um, It's challenging still to just like accept people as they are without my rules, without the manual that I write for humanity. Um, And that can be challenging to really see how similar we all are. Like we want to divide it up. Our brains want to go us versus them. Because that's, that's the narrative that our brain understands that tribe over there might steal our resources. Oh my God, they're evil. Just like accepting people and not trying to hurt them. Cause that bugs me too. Anytime somebody's trying to hurt me, even if it's a direction I want to go, I can <laughs> feel the hair on the back of my neck going up and I'm like, ah, this isn't going to work very well. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Influence. And then as you're influencing, learning how to listen to, because when you're, expanding your circle and allowing people in that that um challenge your reality tunnel you really have to learn to listen deeper you can't just shut it off and that's not the narrative that fits you have to really see them as another human being with just as much worth and value and intelligence as you really listen and question yourself and allow some of those bars in your brain to those prison bars that we think keep us safe start to at least loosen well, and, um, yeah, listings. So I guess for me, it was always like when I, when I came to the, the realization that I really wanted to better understand people mm-hmm. and not, and not, uh, like take my objectives and then like corral them to do it or whatever. 
mm-hmm. um, it became really obvious, so challenging, and I find it ludicrous and challenging sometimes, but challenging to like, um, I was like, wait, so how do you figure out what the other person wants or needs? Like, how do you figure out what's up with them? Cause it's not like people usually don't, um, I am maybe to a fault, uh, transparent and wants to be known. <laughs> uh, so I will tell you what I'm doing and what I want a lot. Ah. I'll be like, I'm learning this thing and it's really awesome. And you know, uh, I was feeling really down a couple days ago, but then I did this thing and that thing. Like, um, and I do that to a bunch of people that I trust. Cause that's, that's my communication style. My communication style is as close to radical honesty as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I want to talk about the real things for me. Um, but my experience growing up and throughout my life was that not everyone, people just wouldn't sit down beside me on the bus. I've had it happen a few times, by the way, but like, well, in general, wouldn't just sit down with me on the bus and be like, man, I've had like the worst possible day. Can I just tell you about it? Though I haven't happened twice. Um, but normally it's just like, Hey, how are you doing? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, how's life? It's, it's hot out now. That's awesome. And I was like, yeah, okay. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> we communicated high five <laughs> uh, and so I had to get a lot better at like so there were two things I had to get better at one was like asking questions that weren't so originally I would interrogate people because <laughs> I'm like so I'm like how do I get to these answers <laughs> so I'd just be like really direct uh-huh. um, and just be like let's cut the shit let's do the thing uh, and like that's apparently not very tactful and lax timing and all the fun things. Um, and so it was a lot of finding out, um, people love talking about their favorite thing. So that's, this is, this is my word of wisdom. I could pass to the end of this episode. It's like, here's the thing I found out. People love, love, love talking about their favorite thing. So if you can just get around just a little bit, uh, and ask questions that like get them out of their stupor, often you can get them to light up and smile and, and get engaged with what they like. Like maybe they do like being a boat owner or mm-hmm. playing or painting or programming or whatever. Um, that said, um, the other entire half of that or more is that, uh, then you have to, oof, so for me, then I actually have to, uh, keep my side of the bargain and listen in such a way where I don't accidentally like go to war. So like, I, I, so I learned to like put people in a space where they could be open mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I wasn't sure if I wanted them to be open anymore <laughs> um, because th- there's a, there's a certain level of listening to me is very personal. And so if I'm like really, really listening, like in a, in a deep way that's meaningful, mm-hmm. uh, then I'm thinking about what they're saying, comparing and contrasting if I agree, trying to relate to things in my life. Like, and so, so then I'm like in the moment in a way where it's really easy for me to, you know, potentially get defensive or do all these things where it's like, yeah, but you knew that was a stupid idea, right? Or I can't believe (laughs) you got something like that or whatever, which completely just shuts down all the communication. Like, and it's not because when, because when you were mentioning like really listening to others. Um, part of that is like listening in a way for me, at least is listening in a way where the space I created remains safe. 
Right. Because I think it's an asshole move to like, it's like in modern culture, the idea of like a nice guy. Like you, you say all the right stuff so that someone's at ease or whatever, but then as soon as you misstep, well, fuck you. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's like, that's, and it's tough. So I'm, I'm not even saying like, oh, you should do the obvious humane thing. I'm saying like, right, if put you're them out of their misery. I'm just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it. Sometimes it feels like it. It's, it's more like if you're going to walk the high ground and start building those deep connections, you have a lot more work ahead of you. Like, it's like, if you're listening deeply to someone, then all of a sudden, like you're in their stuff. Like you're, you're trying to figure out why they're doing what they're doing. You're trying to be empathetic and compassionate on the spot. This isn't like a reflection after you went to sleep and woke up the next day. You're like, yeah, I can kind of see their perspective. Mm -hmm. You're like in the space with them. And so it's way, way more challenging than, um, then I think, what, what, sorry, why I'm doing this whole lead in is like, there's a whole lot of books in media and teachings and stuff that are like, just be an active listener, you know, just, just be present and listen well and, and do the thing. What does and, that look like exactly? My ears well, are working. Yeah. And, and then they don't say like, and it will probably be one of the hardest skills you ever yeah. like learn because so great. You were present and you listened really well but now you're stuck with them and you but like there is no sugarcoating of thinking about what you're going to say next and half ignoring them so that you're not really like engaging with their line of thought you're, you're and, and their emotions like both sides of it like m maybe they're getting like heated or or they're getting uh like really impassioned in such a way like for me um when people have like really strong showings of emotion i like quiet right down usually um and so, like, staying with them relatively at the level is, like, that's the beginning. That's, like, the rest of the practice. Um, and so... Being through to the end, not just starting it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Which I don't think... Sorry, I, didn't, I shouldn't say I don't think. I'm certain lots of people have taught that before. I have never been taught that. Like, I had to learn that through the School of Hard Knocks of, like, you should do this, and listening like this is much healthier and all this stuff. And it's, like, cool. I then like, hard stop. <laughs> Like, period, end of chapter. Yeah, I think I, I took that and I went, just listen, 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 listen. And then I would, all of this stuff in my head where I'm going, you're kind of an idiot there. You're not very smart. All that, like, stuff would, like, build up. And I'm like, well, you can't really say anything because you can't say it in such a way that would shut them down. So in an attempt to listen, I would have all this back pressure. Super healthy, I'm sure. Yeah. And then I would do the asshole thing and I'd be like, why are you doing it that way? Like... And then I would have all this huge bank of knowledge that I could show them where they were wrong. And it would totally shut down any possible influence I ever had. And so slowing down and actually talking about it as things come up for me is now part of the active listening process. It's like just asking questions, not even attacking it. Because if yeah. I ask questions, they're usually that youthful, stupid narrative of you're not very smart. Can I can um, at least put that one down because that's my defense me mechanism. I'm smart. I'm smart. I'm amazing. And, and judging people, it's, I would step on people for self-confidence in my brain, not necessarily in reality, but that's how I felt like I had worth was I was right. judging them in my mind. But if I stop and I ask them questions, it just opens up this discourse about a thing that I didn't understand. And then if I have something to say, one, I can ask if they want to know, 
Well, I see a possible answer and I can offer it instead of like just smacking them over the head with it. And then another thing is like showing them what I'm seeing from a place of this could be amazing this way, almost telling them a story and walking them to what I see instead of just like, boom, here it is. And I'm some arbitrator of (laughs) could be going, just follow me. Uh, it's very different. It's much more organic and co-creative and I'm frequently wrong. Like I find that if I take the time to actually investigate where I would have just rubber stamped myself as right and then wrong, I get to learn. They get to influence me when I'm vulnerable enough to ask the questions in such a way that isn't defending my ego. That makes sense. Absolutely. And then it's a co-creative influence. We're both influencing each other. And we might still end up going opposite directions. But now we both explored it. We both opened up the box. We looked at things together. Sometimes you even get a great story out of it and a good laugh. But it's, uh, it's helped me to not be such a either pushover pansy who turns into the psycho dick at some point to being a person who actually shows up and listens. And my mom told me just the other week, she said, yeah, I can tell when you have the next thing you're going to say because you start blinking. I know that you're not listening anymore. <laughs> oh, I have so much more work to do on this active listening thing. So now I've been watching myself and I do. I'm like crafting the next words that are going to come out of my mouth halfway through what she's saying. So um, allowing there to be pauses in there. <laughs> that's, so, that's my new goal. Pauses. <laughs> you know me with all these like radical honesty shortcuts. Because <laughs> I'm like kind of a weirdo so so i'm like in the midst of that process too yeah um, i really like these parts of our podcast because this is like none of this is planned or anything this is also, let's, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about where we currently are at which i, I think probably has value in recording <laughs> um but like so my solution to that is that uh how, how long has it been like the last three or four years basically um I say stuff as soon as it's uh, on my mind and I know I'm like self-conscious about it or I screwed up mm-hmm. um, because like years ago, like three or four now, uh, I started practicing forgiveness like right away. Um, For yourself or others or both? Uh, sorry. Uh, other way around. So um, I started practicing apologizing right away. Oh, okay. So I'm in the heat of the moment. Uh, I get mad at someone. I freak out. And then uh, that that's like happened. And then, like, two minutes later, three minutes later, I, like, walk over. This happened with my sister a lot when we lived together. Um, and I was just like, I'm sorry, I act like a total asshole. Uh, this case I'm thinking about is when I lost my wallet. Mm-hmm. I know you're trying to help by offering me this thing. Um, that didn't really feel like what I needed right now. And I totally, you know, overreacted and diminished you like crazy. Do you forgive me? Like, and, but it's like, but my window is super short. <laughs> Your feedback looks short now. Yeah, because I just... Um, I like fester with resentments quite quickly and it's like really toxic to me. So I just like, my solution to it was just like nip it in the bud and like take the hit. That's how, that's how I, that's how I look at it. It's like, mm-hmm. you're gonna pull the bandaid anyway, you're gonna do a thing. It's like, clean slate, done. Okay. Just count, just count to three. One, two, three, pull. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in, in conversations where I'm practicing to, to, you know, um, be really deeply invested in what we're talking about, um, if I am, caught up in thinking because it happens all the time all the time all the time all the time caught up in like what i'm gonna say next uh-huh um i'll like pause them 
I'll be like, I think you're having a really basic thought here. Sorry, I just got wrapped up in my head about like wanting to say this thing to you. Um, can you start that over? I really want to understand what you're saying. Um, and I just like, in the last couple of years of my life, I've been really willing to be the one that takes the first step forward. It, it's, it's become like um, really clarifying and like cleansing for me to just be like messed up. I was like really engaged here and then, and then I stumbled on this thing, but I, I vocalize it. Like, so it's a, it's like a radical honesty shortcut for me. Interesting. Of, of being like, Hey, I was there with you. And then I just got sidetracked. Cause you said this thing, it doesn't matter. My opinion there didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got distracted. Uh, can you like go back and try to like illustrate this thing? I really want to know. And I'm like in it. Mm-hmm. And then I like, I double down to myself. Like it's more commitment personally, <laughs> where it's like this time, dad, this time be there with them. Um, because it's just so easy. It's just so easy to like get that. Um, especially when someone's weaving you a narrative and they may not be done because you know me, like I love talking. So like it happens to you to me all the time. Sometimes that I can tell is like, um, I've talked for like five minutes and you had like a direction you wanted us to go a minute in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you're cool because you write yourself a note and then you'll take me back there. <laughs> like, they, you, you mentioned um, you mentioned influence back and I'm like, I did. And so I'll, so I'll just like, <laughs> uh, but in like a, in more of like a deep intimate discussion on a thing where like both of you could be getting defensive and there's like stuff and both of you're trying to really like be present in the situation. Um, it's, it's tricky because Sometimes they just want to talk for five minutes. Yeah. And then one minute in, I'm like, oh, I really want to unpack that thing with them. Because, man, mm-hmm. they could learn so much from me if we just talked about that thing. They could learn so much from me. <laughs> and, and then I'm, like, distracted for, like, four minutes. I know. Right? It's like, a, it's like I, have, I have the same experience. <laughs> like, that wisp of smoke, that amazing thing will disappear. So I have to hold on to it. And then I let them talk. And I'm really only listening with, like, 5% of my brain. Yeah, yeah. Make sure this thing that I want to say still fits in the conversation. That's basically all I can be listening for in that moment. Make sure this works. Make sure it still works. Don't let him get too far away. Yeah. Active listening, uh, deep listening is, um, that's a skill. That is really a skill. I, it's super tough, but I find it like remarkably rewarding. Yes. So, um, if only because, I finally feel like I'm like being with someone or like uh, it feels a lot more human to me mm. instead of like this dance of communication. Cause sometimes I feel that way. Um, like it's a chessboard game. It's not really a connective. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm in tech, right? So mm-hmm. 99% of my, commun- my conversations in tech are two people two like really smart engineering type people trying to prove the, the holes in the other one's solution so that you can build something better. I heard this great, I want to say it was the Wright brothers. So they're brothers, right? They're building planes. They're taking risks. They're against people who have lots more money than them. They would, because they were designing, come to different conclusions and they would argue about it. And then they would stop and eat lunch. And it was required that they switched positions after lunch. Sick. Awesome. I was like, what? That blew my mind. Because then you're forced to see the other person's opinion because you're arguing their opinion. Like, okay, so the gear should be this way. Why? Oh, 
Ooh, now I can see something. <laughs> I wish I could do that in real life, in real time with normal people. Totally. We make it I, part of humanity. Really am addicted to drama. And so <laughs> I want to make it mean something instead of being able to step back and like put my lab coat on and just understand, well, why don't we switch sides? You argue that I was right and I'll argue that you were right. See what happens. Like that's something I've been wanting to toy with for a while. Sounds fun. I love being devil's advocate. Yeah. Um, I do on things that aren't uh, emotionally okay. for me. Yeah. And I don't have that separation and I'm just all in it. And then I probably lose any influence I had and I'm not allowing them to influence me at all. Screw you. I'm right. Go away. <laughs> Super mature. But there it is, folks. There it is. <laughs> I, I think that, I think that rounded out. Uh, that's the, you're right. There are, and not to make it all too dire and too all or nothing. Um, it's just interesting because people are like radically forgiving in a way that I don't entirely understand. Um, and so like moment to moment, you can screw up all the time. Uh, and this isn't a thing of like, if you don't, you know, deeply listen to your spouse, then you'll never be happy. A hundred percent of the time. Yeah. No. It's more, it's more like, I don't know. It's actually a ludicrously rewarding skill though. Um, and one I think that takes really a lifetime to build. Like I don't I think something that you arrive at tomorrow or next month or even next year. I think if you're actively doing it and expanding your circle wider and wider, it's something you could improve on forever. And if you're doing it in, uh, in relation to also growing the sphere of people you let into your life to influence you or people that you see the perspective of, um, then you give yourself more and more opportunities to be challenged in like, more and more radical ways because mm -hmm. it's one thing to like minorly disagree, but then, you know, respectfully keep the other person's opinion in mind. Mm -hmm. and it's another thing for someone with a totally different life experience than you to stand up for something, which you see like totally ludicrous. Um, and you need to like do everything in your power to just not tear them down even in that moment. Right. Mm -hmm. And so just be like, okay, you're saying words. Try to piece it together and understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think for me, there's a few hard lines like child abuse or, you know, stuff like that, that I'm not willing to really see other people's opinions yeah. all the way through. Like there's still some things where I'm like, mm, no. So I'm not suggesting that you're so open-minded that your brain falls out, but just allowing yourself to be influenced in ways that could threaten what you think is true. Allow yourself to go there and ask the questions. Allow yourself and to question your beliefs. Why not? Once again, the world... So the world is big and horrible. Is it? Oh, sure. That, this is going to be my original premise. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the world has a lot of, of like, uh, edge cases just all around that are like despicably, ridiculously evil and awful. Um, and the thing is that in everyday, like modern life, we are like a hundred thousand degrees separated from being hurt and offended by those things. Usually like, like the, the thing, the thing that's 
too far for people to listen and actually have a conversation is not child abuse. Right. Right. It's like that, that their neighbor like doesn't want to pick up after their dogs and they're an awful human being and you know, everything is awful and the community is ruined by it. Right. My husband like clean the toilet. The world's coming to an end. Right. And it's like, so it's more about uh, gaining like discipline and stretching those muscles further and further out. Not so that you eventually envelop the very edges where you need your, your values and your boundaries to be real and they will be really powerful. But because um, I had a, there was a speaker I was listening to once, probably many speakers over time have said it lots and lots. It's like people in the West are soft. (laughs) (laughs) As in like the, the amount it takes to like trigger us into believing that we're suddenly under attack is actually like this tiny little bubble like Uh this. And, and like it could healthily be so that you could actually have more and more impact like out here. (laughs) So but it's like from about a golf ball shapes plate to about a plate size. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, um, I think it's still a worthy endeavor. I think that, that fear to me is always funny. Cause that goes back to like, if you don't have a solid set of traditional values, then you are going to do unspeakable, horrible things. Mm. And it's the same as like, um, I'm not really worried about like opening my mind so much that I betray all my values. Right. But it is a fear that people have. Yeah. I express empathy for the quote unquote enemy and I'm not standing my ground. And like, so I have to dislike them. Like expressing empathy and trying to understand somebody whose views is different than yours. Doesn't diminish who you are. Doesn't. Not at all. Right. It actually makes it grow. And it gives you a chance to hold some type of influence or be some type of example. Because the very people you hope would change from where you're at, like you actually have a connection there where you can see each other and maybe you can both grow and change in a way that you wouldn't have the opportunity to influence those people if you weren't a real human to them. The shouting match on Facebook or in some social forum nobody's influencing anybody. It just becomes a a butting heads thing. So you have to actually let them in if you want to influence them. You have to actually engage and take a little bit of a risk there. Or you don't. You don't have to if you don't want to have any influence in those spaces. But that's what you have to do. If you want people to hear you, you have to hear them. Which is, like, it's always taught in the really cliche way, but you just you just put the shoe on the other foot. Like it, like if they were trying to tell you something and it's like, well, I wouldn't listen to those assholes. Just the thing. And it's like, great. Perfect. That, that's actually what, that's what I go to. I think I would call this any asshole, but that, that's what I go to when, uh, when anyone's like up in arms, even though I get up in arms a lot too. But yeah. the, the thing I bring up is like, um, do you think they are seeing you as a condescending asshole too? Probably. Like someone, someone's like, no, I wouldn't listen to that person. Like, look at them. It's like a thing. And it's like, okay, so can you picture a reality where he's say, seeing you the same way? Like, mm-hmm. and eliciting the same feeling. Like, I try to, because, so I grapple with emotions a lot, right? So, one of my 
best ways to like understand them is that is that I keep them and then I move it. So like, and I, so I do that with other people. I'm like, so you're feeling like, uh, you know, that this person's stupid, right? And, okay, so and I tell them like, okay, feel that feeling, like steep yourself in it, don't lose it. Oh, they're stupid, they're stupid, stupid. Okay, what if they're feeling that right now? This, but they're looking at you, right? But, like it's the same thing. Don't try to make it different. Don't try to be like, oh, but he's like this, so he's probably. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, no, you're exactly the same. Except mm-hmm. now you're on the other side of the fence, and you're just like, oh, he's stupid. And I'm like, okay, so what possible hope is mm-hmm. <laughs> there for any of this if you both are just like this, this? Um, and I find it like a really good starting point. Yeah, that sounds like a great exercise. Um, because for one, I'm silly. Like, listeners, you can't see my face of how I did that, but I do it exactly like that. And so it does give people, like, smiling. Like, mm-hmm. the intent to which I illustrate my examples is to the credit of the situation because um, it does kind of take away some of the armor, and it's like, well, then we both think we're ready and stuff. Like, great. Mm-hmm. So are you good? if you're good with that, then don't be so mad about it because mm-hmm. you're where you want to be. Yep. You're human first. Yeah. I'm sure everyone's heard the story of World War II on Christmas when they all like took a break and everybody kind of like crawled across in the middle and shared their crackers and then they all went back to fighting the next day. Like for that moment, they could see each other as humans. And that's what we are. Bottom line, first, we're all humans. Can you see them that way? And going back to the narrative, if you're thinking somebody's stupid, you're probably projecting and they're probably (laughs) doing the same thing. Such a great exercise to actually embody that and experience it. Oh, they probably feel this way about me. Fabulous. Do I want to change that? <laughs> Good stuff. That's a great exercise. Boom. Tied all the things together. Tied all the things together. Just imagine how much time we could do. We had to episode like 45. <laughs> Just like, okay, remember episode 32? Okay, and episode 2? And episode 7? <laughs> okay, and this is all these concepts in practice, but then in this flight. <laughs> and then everyone's going to be like, I hate you, Dan. <laughs> this is like not helpful. <laughs> it's helpful to me. It's helpful to me. We're influencing each other, if nothing else. Yes. This is good. You want to come with us? You're more than welcome. But no pressure. <laughs> well, thanks for playing us. Yeah. Thank you. And I'll see you. See you next week, same time. Oh, I did it first this time. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Bye.